Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the body-mind-spirit connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. Uh, I'm really excited about about our topic this week because uh, we're talking about how we can prioritize pleasure. And um, that's always a good thing, I think, if we can prioritize things that we feel are important to us. And pleasure is one of those things that I feel really passionate about. And I think that uh, in my upbringing, in my past, you know, I was brought up to feel like sacrifice and hard work and, um, you know, digging in and, uh, you know, just struggle was necessary to having a, a life that meant something. And I think I lived by this for a long time. And now, you know, as I move into this new phase of my life, you know, it was kind of an epiphany to realize that we could still have uh, important thing to say in the world, to be in the world, and, and be doing that while in pleasure, while prioritizing pleasure, seeing the joys and pleasures of everyday life in our bodies, with our partners, in our family, out at work, in nature. So I've been really excited about this switch that I'm, uh, you know, making, still making in my own mind about this, and that it doesn't all have to be about struggle and hard work. Um, so, you know, today uh, Declan's here with me and we're just going to talk about, you know, is it a cultural phenomenon that we just don't, we don't make pleasure uh, a goal in our lives? We make, uh, you know, how many things can you check off your to-do list? How much have you struggled during the day? That makes your day worthwhile. Um, you know, but rarely do we ever ask each other, you know, how much pleasure have you experienced today as a, as a measure? So, uh, you know, how do you see this and how has it played out in your life, Declan? You know, I had a very similar experience to what you described about the whole struggle thing and, you know, oh, you gotta, you gotta work, work hard and uh, all the time and to, to succeed and, and have happiness and blah, blah, blah. And it just, it, it does seem to be a cycle. <laughs> so yeah, I had a quite a similar experience to what you described and it's uh yeah it's i do believe it's a cultural thing so i think you know in coming out of this you know very uh possibly religious background i think is maybe where it came from but you know possibly just that hard working you know pioneer background you know i think we are in a in an era now where um you know people are seeing that there's something else out there that there's a possibility for actually having real joy you know it's not just about owning material things it's not about working hard like you know that isn't in the end of the day when we're on our deathbed that isn't what we remember we remember those little moments of seeing the rainbow or that little note that our partner left for us that just made our heart sing or the time when we saw our first grandchild be born these are the things we remember these joys 
um, hopefully there are things we remember. That's what I'd like to remember when I'm on my deathbed. And I think it's worth worth uh, thinking about, you know, what do we want to prioritize? Um, so I, th I feel like, you know, we're in this, uh, in this shift now and people are realizing that we could choose to prioritize something different. Do you, have you found that in, in your life, like the, the ability to prioritize what you want to, you know, instead of just taking on what the culture says? I've personally been, been trying to do that in the last few years and I've gone and I, over the, over the years, I, I did go back and forth, you know, quite a few times between, oh, trying to do something that I really was passionate about and then it was difficult from the financial point of standpoint so I went back to something that was maybe you know more difficult and not as p pleasurable to make more money to to have some more comfort so it was just like once again it was this weird cycle and uh, I think that you know many people are, are trapped in, in this uh, in this cycle yeah it's very interesting well, that brings up a really interesting point. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, what uh, what is pleasure? So you tried to, to, to spend more of your time in the day doing something you love to do, being pleasurable, and finding that you were torn between that and the material pleasures of maybe having enough money or having, mm -hmm. you know, so we kind of say it has to be one or the other. And, you know, what if we could have all of that? Or what if feeling the pleasure and enjoyment every day, you know, brings the, the, uh, the money and the, the, you know, the abundance. I mean, this is what all the gurus are saying. It's very difficult to live into though. And I think that's where a lot of us do, we do get trapped where, you know, we start down the path of trying to fulfill our, our dreams or, you know, do something pleasurable. And then, and then we get stuck in the old loop of this isn't going to work because, you know, we're not, safe in our uh, old paradigm yeah I think the safety thing is is interesting uh, subject and um, one thing that I've been working I'll get back to that in a minute one thing that I've been working on recently is trying to just to no matter what it is that I'm doing is try and find the, the happiness in the thing it, it, especially if I'm doing a difficult task something that I'm like ah, a little bit like angry about or whatever I try and just take a moment and find okay where's the where's the joy in this where's the pleasure where's the happiness in the moment because then that will hopefully bring happiness in the next moment because if I know I'm miserable doing a specific task or something then you know the misery keeps repeating itself moment to moment so if I try to find the joy in the moment, then it leads to more joy in the next moment. And um, the safety piece, I think that that's really important because, yeah, in order to feel pleasure, I, I, I believe that we need to feel safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here in the West, I mean, I'm not sure we always realize how lucky we are to have uh, a certain sense of safety. I mean, I, you know, in varying degrees, obviously, personal, personal you know, life stories aside, but, you know, in general, we live in a fairly safe um, uh, area of the world, and I think we sometimes forget that, and I think you bring up a great point in that, 
you know, finding the joy in being who we are in being in our bodies in this moment, breathing this air, looking out at the world in this way, uh, you know, helps us have more joy and pleasure. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be this, uh, you know, well, it was interesting. My, my youngest uh, was uh, trying to think about what to do for, you know, with her partner. And, um, you know, it was like, we have to do something nice. We have to do something nice. And in that, it became very stressful to think about, you know, so it's kind of interesting to, to bring that, you know, well, we're trying to have pleasure and in trying so hard, it becomes not pleasurable, you know, and what is, whereas what you're saying is, you know, yeah, you could be doing anything. It could be something you love. It could be something you hate. It could be something that you're just meh about, you know, but you bring that feeling of pleasure and joy in yourself. Or at least that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> so I think I think maybe, you know, we need to kind of redefine what the word pleasure even means. Because I think a lot of people in making it a goal um, have this kind of out there goal like well this something will be pleasurable if I could ever get there and it's kind of this you know end of the rainbow pot of gold kind of uh, a goal that you never quite reach yes yes I, I was going to say something and I just kind of lost my train of thought there well, it's probably has to do with the Irish pot of gold there. You got, you got taken off track. But, uh, you know, I think, I think redefining what is pleasure, and I think that's a big part of what I've noticed doing the somatic work that we've been doing is that we're finding pleasure in very small, subtle things, like just a touch mm. or just a, a, a feeling or just a sound, mm -hmm. you know, or just a smell. It's just very much in the moment with a you know and, and we often start with a sensory base to, to to look at pleasure as something that we take in with our senses yeah yeah I think there might be this connotation that the word uh, a lot of people's minds what I feel like happens is that a lot of people's minds go directly to to a sexual kind of innuendo thinking about the word pleasure oh it's good yeah well it's it doesn't have to do with sex mm -hmm. to, to be pleasurable, right? But a lot of our minds go there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think pleasure does get put into a sexual connotation very quickly, and, and it doesn't need to be that either. Um, although I will say, uh, you know, one thing we, we often see in our practice, like, is, you know, that people just don't have time to put any priority on having pleasure in the sexual realm or anything, you know, or anything really. And, you know, I, I believe that you're right in finding those little moments of pleasure throughout your normal daily chores, you can actually move forward um, to have like pleasure in a larger sense with your partner or with, uh, you know, in the bedroom, let's say. Um, so, uh, you know, that's something that we could, we could prioritize. And I know when I was beginning my own exploration in this work, you know, finding time to set aside for myself to even think about pleasure in that way was, um, was a difficult task. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of couples say that, you know, it's like, well, there's not time to think about that because we're rushing around, you know, in the busyness of, uh, of life. 
So perhaps pleasure actually means taking time with whatever we're doing. What? How do you feel about that as an well, explanation? That, that, that sounds that sounds really good, and at least it's a it's a. I feel like it's a great departure point or starting point. You know, for mm-hmm. sure to to just take it slow and find pleasure in even the minutest little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it reminds me, uh, you know, as we talk about taking time, that is one of the things I find pleasurable, especially I always think about a summer day, you know, when you wake up and you don't have to go to work that day and you just go out in the garden and your feet on the grass and, and just, you know, take your time kind of walking across your lawn or, you know, and or across a beach and you know, time seems to stand still as you're just in that moment feeling what you're feeling and, and being present. Um, I don't know why it always has to do with summer for me, but I'm not really a winter person, maybe. But, uh, you know, that that taking time with is maybe something that is important about pleasure. And so that, you know, the title of today's episode being prioritizing it would mean you know, not as in putting it at the top of your to-do list to be done as quickly as possible, but to be, you know, integrated throughout as, you know, giving yourself that time and space. Yeah, I really like that, integrated throughout. That's feels, you know, kind of happy, flowy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the word flow that comes into a lot of uh, jargon these days about new age, you know, staying in the flow and being in the flow. And I think that's what they're talking about. And I think when you're in that, you, you know, there is a pleasure to being in that place. And whether it's important that you're doing your dream job or your dream activity, or whether you're just doing what you need to get done, but with that different uh, mindset. Uh, it's an interesting exploration. H- how have you found, um, you know, you mentioned that you've been working on this. What have you found to be your go-to kind of way? Like if people are listening and they're like, well, that's all wild to talk about, but how do we, how do we get there? How do we get ourselves in that space? Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like it's going to vary, you know, greatly from uh, person to person for me. Um, I just try to, I try to quiet down the chatter, you know, the mental chatter. Because if I'm, if I if I am doing a specific activity, and I feel like, oh, you know, there's there's something in the way, or somebody is annoying me, or what somebody said is annoying me, or or, or their or their actions are annoying me, or making me feel unsafe or whatever, then. Uh, you know that could be just major distraction, which puts me into the into the sympathetic, you know, nervous mm-hmm. system. So mm-hmm. I try to bring it back in, dial it back instead of focusing on the other and just focusing on myself and my breathing. The breath work is so crucial that you know, um, you know, because the breath work is so intimately related to the heartbeat, and you know, if our heartbeat's elevated, we're chances are we're not calm or at rest or or like mm-hmm. this so the breath work's important so I try to realize I try to 
focus on my breath and, and slow it down and just okay reset try and get a reset kind of an, an idea that's interesting you, you know we've brought this up in many episodes but the idea that perhaps we can't we can't experience pleasure if we're not in that resting kind of um, nervous system state you know if we're in fight or flight which a lot of us are in you know three cups of coffee into the morning and we're running around we're not going to be able to even feel pleasure because we're already into that state of uh, you know uh, hyper aroused nervous system and dealing with uh, issues and so uh, I like that you brought in the breath and the and the you know the personal almost meditative practice of just being aware because of course what's the point of being in pleasure if you're not aware that you're having pleasure <laughs> which you know it's about being aware of what you're feeling also so um you know the feelings being able to feel what you're feeling is also important so taking time being aware having that presence feeling what you're feeling being in a relaxed nervous system state all of these things are prerequisite and ways that we actually prioritize pleasure mm -hmm. yeah interesting so what if what if there was uh what if i am three cups yeah I like into my morning three three cups of coffee and i decide to take a little break and have a, a romantic interlude with my partner for 10 or 15 minutes but i'm all revved up and i'm going like this and it's it it feels like yeah that is pleasure but it Am I still in the sympathetic nervous system, or does it? Is there a quick shift, or is there always this flow that's going back and forth? Yeah, there could be. I mean, again, we'd have to define pleasure, and if we define it as taking time and and slowing down, then that type of intense, quick pleasure. I mean, people might describe bungee jumping as pleasurable. Um, that adrenaline rush could be pleasurable. Uh, so I think we're talking about different different states uh, of uh, being in the body, um, which could all be defined as pleasurable. Um, you know, the orgasmic state kind of uses both sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems kind of at the same time, um, you know, but def definitely people could describe that kind of rush of doing something, uh, you know, with a different nervous system state could also be pleasurable. So I'm not sure we've uh, elucidated the entire definition of pleasure in this 20-minute episode, but we'd love to hear from uh, our listeners if you have ideas about what is pleasurable for you, uh, what is pleasure, how do you experience pleasure, um, is it a daily thing or is it something that you, you know, it's a once a year, you know, anniversary uh, date, so, you know, how does it work for you? Um, and for now, we will sign off. It's uh, Ailsa and Declan saying goodbye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together.